The Rudy Giuliani Show. This is Rudy Giuliani uh, coming to you with the Rudy Giuliani Show. Welcome to everyone in uh, George Orwell's America, the America of doublespeak. Uh, Schumer has himself uh, so excited and he's so happy because he's he's passed the Inflation Reduction Act, which uh, Bernie Sanders, who may be the only honest Democrat, says will do nothing for inflation. Of course, we all know that, that it will do nothing for inflation, but we all call it the Inflation Reduction Act anyway. Just like uh, we, uh, they like to say that January 6th was worse than September 11, equivalent or worse than Pearl Harbor. It was an insurrection, the only insurrection ever in history where the insurrectionists didn't bring guns with them. And the only person shot and killed is someone we're ignoring because it seems like it's a uh, homicide with too many questions that would reverberate back on uh, the Capitol Police, uh, the people who maybe really organized it. So this is just par for the course. So we got to work our way through this, and this is why you have to listen to WABC, because otherwise you're going to think that this is going to combat inflation, and and four months from now when things cost more, and at six months from now, when drugs cost more, it'll be like uh, it'll be like Obama. Remember Obama? Uh, you won't have to change your plan. You won't have to change your doctor. It won't cost anything. It almost bankrupted us. Everybody had to change their doctor, and all the plans were screwed up for years. In fact, that ridiculous program is going to get sixty billion or so of this money. That is going to make, by every calculation of every economist who isn't a brainwashed Democrat or paid by them, it's going to make inflation worse. And at a minimum, uh, as was said by uh, a Democrat progressive, Bernie Sanders, will do nothing about inflation. What it will do something about big time, I mean, it will do something about climate change. Except, is there any reason to do anything about climate change? And is the money going to help the economy or hurt it? Uh, a fortune will be spent on climate change, $400 billion, the most ever, on things that make no sense and are completely impractical over the next 10 years. Now, they want to reduce the emissions now by another 10 or 15%. They claim that what they're doing here will reduce the emissions by 2030, like 20 to 30 percent. So they are creating incentives, tax incentives, in order to use wind and solar and blowing into a, 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 a little machine and uh, you know, sloshing around water and whatever else, you know, whatever you can do that doesn't involve fossil fuels. So it is now 2022. And this is all going to result in a wonderful 2030 when we reduce climate change. Oh, no emissions and no anything and everything is going to be great. In eight years, 7% of our energy production is going to take care of the 100% that we're doing right now. And we won't need coal. We won't need oil. We won't need natural gas. And everybody will be driving around in an uh, electric v- uh, vehicle. And there'll be electric plug-ins all over the country 
in the middle of the desert because I think he can only get 100, 200 miles on a on the on the charge there. There'll be a, you'll be able to plug in in the middle of the desert or in the middle of a storm, or you won't get electrocuted if it's raining out. Oh, and by the way, uh, what they don't mention is we will have to triple or quadruple the amount of electricity we produce in order to take care of all these cars that are now not on the grid, which is being uh, used to such an extent that we get blackouts, right? I mean, it's pretty much at the breaking point right now. Now we're going to add all the automobiles to it. And how do we produce electricity? We use fossil fuels. Do you realize what crazy phonies they are? I mean, uh, this, this, this is based on that, um, that climate change is the number one catastrophe facing this country. It isn't two. It isn't three. It isn't four. It isn't five. It is not going to produce anything productive to spend this $400 billion. All it's going to do is raise the cost of energy. It's going to make us even more, indep- more dependent, as Biden has done. Biden has done so much damage to this country, I, I, I don't even know how anybody can look at him. He came in and we were energy independent. Now we're dependent on, we're dependent on Iran and we're dependent on Russia. We're dependent on Saudi Arabia. Uh, this is uh, unthinkable, and this is going to make us more dependent. And now, how about how about medicine? The, if you if you're not on Medicare, you are uh, you are um, in a very very bad place because Medicare uh, uh, enrollees will have a two what is it a two thousand dollar max on the amount they have to spend on drugs if i if i have that cor- correct and uh, and then 60 of the drugs are going to be put on a list and medicare will be able to set the prices that the uh, pharmaceutical companies can charge in other words we'll do price fixing and uh, like i think was declared unconstitutional 40 or 50 years ago but in any event they're going to go ahead and do it the constitution never meant anything to them and they'll fix drug prices but that will have no effect on anything. Oh, yes, it will. It will mean that uh, those of you who have private insurance, your premiums will go up. Those of you who purchase through private insurance, the medicines will they'll charge more. They will have to charge more to make up the difference of what they're losing on Medi- Medicare, the way hospitals do right now. Uh, it's just the economics of it. Uh, the rebates that they were trying to do were not, were not put through, thank goodness. But uh, the reality is that the price of medicine will go up for people who have private insurance. Now, why don't you tell people the truth about that? Because they're liars. <laughs> These are the Russian hoax people. They're liars. And so is Manchin. Manchin said he would never, he would never support additional government spending for fear of already Runaway inflation. That was on July 2nd. Today's a big liar, too. And cinema is doing this in order to preserve carried interest.
which helps mostly very well-established people to the to to the detriment of getting uh, that that money whatever the billions you would get from it it's not that much actually but it would go to you know the uh, to give it to more people that are not working which is what the progressive democrats want to do so she's holding out to help the wealthy this is so corrupt and it's going to be so damaging to the economy there's also uh, not only will the price of of medicines go up and that is that is a given it's just going to happen. It's just going to happen when they have to reduce what they get on Medicare. The company selling these 60 medicines that are going to be controlled will charge more in the private sector. And you'll pay more. That's called inflation. That's why this is Orwellian, the Inflation Increase Act. It uh, it. Uh, creates more inflation for the benefit of climate change and uh, more government control of health care and higher prices for private health care. And it moves a considerably larger chunk of our economy to government control, which is, again, part of the express train to Marxism. And what was uh, Sanders? It will have a minimal impact on inflation. I say so-called by let's listen to let's listen to the Sanders let's listen to the Sanders clip on I want to take a moment to say a few words about the so-called Inflation Reduction Act and I say so-called uh, by the way because according to the CBO and other economic organizations who have studied this bill it will in fact have a minimal impact on inflation According to the most recent Gallup poll, the approval rate for Congress is at 16%. Oh, what do you think? Who are those 16%? Probably their relatives, right? Yeah, has to be their relatives. I mean, this is, this is I mean, they, they, uh, so do we do have to give Bernie credit, don't we? But I mean, by and large, I wouldn't say he's 100%. But of all the of all the Democrats, uh, in many ways, he's the closest to Trump in that he tells you what's real. Um, but I guess they don't like I guess they don't like that. But inflation is not going to get helped. And he was being nice because inflation, everything here, inflates prices by cutting what Medicare pays for a drug. You're going to raise what private insurance and then private individuals who use their own cash or own money have to pay for drugs. You're also going to reduce the number, you're going to reduce uh, the number of drugs that, uh, are, that, that really get created, really based on the fact that the price of drugs is so high. So you're going to have a big, a big, big um, impact on the commercial market. Generic generic drugs will be reduced because the economic incentive for them will decrease as the label drug's price becomes uh, lower and the delta between the two smaller. So then it so then the, what these people don't know about the economy is pathetic, or it's a different economy. It's a Marxist economy. 
And Sanders, you know, seems to be honest about it. Okay. I think it is absolutely, I don't know where this mayor is taking us. Now we got a front page of the paper where he says what, there were 40 people on their way to New York, and it ends up only 14 were on the bus because the others got off when they heard they were coming to New York. Even the people from Venezuela and Honduras and think New York is too dangerous. And Mr. Albert went back to the Dominican Republic because he's afraid of New York. Now, in a way, it's an overreaction. I know you're going to find it strange when you hear me say this, but they're probably going to end up in cities that have higher per capita crime rates than New York. The problem for New York is how much crime has gone up from a situation where it was the safest large city in America. But if you look at New York compared to other cities, all Democrat cities, I should uh, add, the, the, the per capitas in terms of even murder and are uh, New York is somewhere in the middle now. Used to be at the top in terms of safest, and that's a that's a that's a uh, very very destabilizing thing for for people because they're not used to it. You, you people who are forty, thirty, whatever, don't know like I do, and those people my age, you don't know the New York of the seventies and the eighties. And uh, so you don't realize what you were living through, and what you're living through now is very, very tough for you. So we'll be back very shortly. We've got a whole bunch of other topics to, to, to cover, and then we've got the mayor's final thoughts, and we want to hear what you have to say. America's Mayor, Rudy Giuliani. This is Rudy Giuliani, back with the Rudy Giuliani Show. When I, when I left, I was telling you about this strange thing about the mayor saying, I mean... In some ways, he's his own worst enemy, isn't he? Uh, He is the one who introduced the idea that these people were afraid to come to New York, as far as I can tell. I don't know. I I don't see any interviews with them in which they say that. But, I mean, the numbers, I guess, you could come to that conclusion. He said he was told that there were 40 coming and only 14 showed up. But he's also complaining that, uh, that Abbott doesn't give him any information in advance about who's coming or who isn't. Of course, you know, he didn't complain when Biden was doing this and he got caught by Rob Astorino and Miranda Devine. Uh, he did. Uh, that must have been well over a thousand that came in by uh, airplane to Westchester Airport. They got distributed in New York and they got no notice. So he didn't even know what was happening. But all of a sudden, Abbott, I mean, Abbott has announced that he was going to do it, said he was going to do it, invited the mayor to come down there. Let's uh, let's listen to um, let's listen to Adam's explanation. I'm sorry. Let's listen to Ab- no. Let's listen to Abbott's uh, Adams. <laughs> okay. Let's listen to Mayor Adams on his criticism of Governor Abbott. Cut two. Means as a political uh, play. It's, 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 it's just he finally admitted what we were saying. And uh, we're going to continue to be open arms. This is who we are as a city, and we just need help from the federal government. We have a, we're having a great conversation this afternoon with the federal government uh, to figure out how we can get this right. But it is despicable what we're witnessing in Texas. <laughs> What's despicable about it? What, I mean, what is despicable about it? 
The people, the, first of all, uh, three million of these people have come in, uh, and the impact has been largely uh, catastrophic for two or three states. Uh, Texas, Arizona, I guess California to some extent, although I think Texas, Arizona, New Mexico, those are the ones that really have been bombed with an invasion. I say invasion because they don't know who these people are. I mean, they could be the nicest, sweetest, most religious, wonderful people in the world, or they could be mad killers. And the fact is there are all of those things. Because they're checked out, not by the United States government, they're checked out by the Mexican cartels who stand as gatekeepers to the border. I'm not making this up. You've seen this. I mean, just go look at any of the, any of the documentaries that have been done or talk, talk to any of the immigration people. Or take a look at the distribution of the Mexican cartels throughout America. They're not just a Mexican organization any longer. They are distributed in every major city in this country. Because across that border, along with horribly uh, 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 poor and and sick and uh, uh, people in terribly uh, difficult straits, across that border also, and this has to be admitted, but this administration will admit none of it, comes a record amount of drugs. Uh, that uh, are uh, leading to record drug overdoses under Biden. Also, uh, child uh, uh, trafficking, human trafficking. Some terrorists come in, close ties between the terrorist groups and the Mexican cartels. Uh, Also, people uh, who are uh, basically parts of gangs, the MS-13. And then each one of the Mexican cartels that sends now their agents here to handle their illegal businesses, which used to be basically they would just be on the Mexican side of the border. They wouldn't be inhabiting our major cities. They do now. Now, this is all reality. And I don't know when you become a left-wing Democrat, what, what do you do, go live in a bubble or something? What do you think is going to happen if 3 million people checked out by cartels, come over our border, and by and large, we don't send them back. The ones that we get to see, we don't do much of a check on. I don't know if we test them for uh, COVID. We weren't for a long time. I don't know if we test them for monkeypox. I don't know. Uh, But we quickly uh, put them out on bail and send them all over America. So all Abbott is doing is what Biden's been doing for two years, a year and a half. And he's telling you he's doing it, and they won't let him use a state action to protect his own state. So this is an American problem controlled by the federal government. If I were the governor of Texas, then you can't let me absorb all the problem, but not allow me to do anything about it. If you're not going to control the border, which is your end of the bargain, federal government, then I got to do things to protect my state. Now let's listen to let's listen to Ken Paxton, who is the Attorney General of Texas, on what really seems to make sense. This is cut eight. 
It's just interesting to see some of these mayors who have invited and have created sanctuary cities to suddenly start complaining that they've gotten a few thousand immigrants when we're dealing with millions. The governor's not forcing them to go to New York or forcing them to go to Washington, D.C. That's what's kind of ironic about the, the mayors complaining about. These are people that volunteer, that actually want to go to these places, and yet these mayors uh, have a problem with these volunteers coming to their state and they start blaming Governor Abbott for the problem. As long as the Biden administration encourages the cartels to bring as many people here as possible, those numbers are going to continue to go, go up, and they're going to be dealing with at least some of the problem that we, we're we, dealing with. We got, I would expect we, it we got to, the point, and the, the point is that Biden asked them to surge to the border. That's what they're doing, and his complaint is with Biden. And when we come back, we'll have more on that, plenty of other things, and we'll get to the mayor's final thoughts. The former mayor of New York City, Rudy Giuliani. On the Red Apple Podcast Network. This is Rudy Giuliani back with the Rudy Giuliani Show. You know, when we were off, I was talking to the guys about, um, I don't know, I'm getting a little worried about Pelosi. You think she could have caught it from Biden? Listen to, listen to number eight about the connection. This is really very profound. That there's a when real connection a between us and China. I was told at the beach, if I dug a hole deep enough, we would reach China. So we've always felt a con- connection there. But she didn't even laugh. Hey, Nancy, is that a joke? I remember that. I remember my mother told me if you dig enough, you get to China. And, and I said, I, think, I don't think you'd be able to dig. I, don't, I think it'd be too hard to dig that far. And then I think when I was about four, I figured out it wasn't true. But I mean, this. Imagine if Trump said that. They'd, they'd be requiring him to take tests and they'd have brain, uh, brain x-rays. And I wonder if you took a brain x-ray of Biden, if you'd find anything there. Hmm. There's probably some interesting combination of things. Well, let's let's uh, let's get back to why these migrants might be afraid. I mean, why why they might be afraid of New York? I mean, first of all, the mayor introducing it. You're not doing a good job, Eric, of um, selling the city. I mean, you got to do two things, and you don't have the sophistication to do it. You got to bring crime down, which you're not doing. I mean, it's up forty percent. That's an outrage. It's an outrage. I'm sorry. Uh, the, the the New York Post can kiss your backside. I'm not. Uh, the, you, you start bringing crime down, I will. Rudy Giuliani. Former New York Mayor Rudy Giuliani. This is Rudy Giuliani. I'm back with you. We've basically solved our problem, I hope. And uh, we, we, were talk, we were talking about the problems with the illegals coming, coming to New York. Now, I don't I don't understand I don't understand why it is that uh, Adams is so upset about these illegals coming to New York when in fact he set up all these incentives for them to come they are they are uh, number one they're gonna get they're going to get to put their children in school, which I agree with. Number two, they're going to get health coverage, which I don't agree with. Number three, right now, 
unless the law is declared unconstitutional, they're going to get the right to vote. And then many other things. So why wouldn't they, if they were faced with the choice, if they were faced with the choice of staying in Texas or coming to New York, why wouldn't they come to New York? And given the fact that Abbott can't get any attention for the problem that he has in Texas, and his state is getting ruined by a national problem that Obama fails to do anything about, why, why, uh, why not uh, spread it out to states that seem to be very accommodating and want, and want this kind of open border? I don't, I, I don't see what the heck is so uh, – seems kind of fair to me to do that. So let's go to uh, – let's even get Rob in Connecticut. Hey, Mr. Mayor. How are you today? I'm good, Rob. How are you? Uh, terrific. Getting through it. Uh, I know I speak for a lot of people when I say we're really grateful for all you do. Well, and, thank you, Rob. Thank you. Speak, speaking of uh, baseball, uh, I don't think Mayor Adams' statement would fit in in, in Yankee Stadium. It's so it's so hypocrisy, <clears throat> so filled with hypocrisy. It anyway, is, is the so, reason I called, if you don't mind, turning back the clock a little bit to the election. I've been arguing on uh, social media lately about the quantity, the gross quantity of votes versus the percentage of people voted. Biden, 81 million, if, if you agree with these. I know there's nobody better to speak to. Trump, 74.2 and independence, 2.9 total, 158.2 million. However, both the U.S. Census Bureau and the, I think it's a, place called Statista, if you've, .com, if you've ever heard of it, say there's about 153 to 158 million registered voters. However, both sites also agree that only about 66.7 of eligible voters voted, which makes the total vote count impossible. Can you expand on that a little bit? I, I really, I mean, I've seen analysis like that, uh, that the Vote is statistically impossible. Uh, I mean, I've seen so many. I can't focus just on that one individually. I'll go look. But I must say I've seen at least 20 to 25 analysis that basically say the vote was impossible. I'll tell you the one that was the most that was the most persuasive were four or five um, four, four or five statisticians who said that it was impo- it was impossible for Biden to close the gap in Pennsylvania, that when they stopped counting, which they weren't supposed to do, by the way, uh, Trump was ahead by 750,000 with 68 percent of the vote already in, and that without creating more votes, they couldn't possibly have overcome that margin. But, um, you know, I, I all I can tell you is every time I say that they want to take away my law license, they want to uh, accuse me of creating the January 6th riot by saying that. Um, and all I can tell you is I've got uh, thousands and thousands of documents and pages that support election fraud in uh, Georgia, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, Arizona, and Michigan. From American citizens, not from me. 
So um, I, I think this is I think this is I think this whole vote thing is a continuation of uh, Russian collusion. You know, uh, Russian collusion. If you said there was no Russian collusion, you were a, a traitor, a Russian agent. Turned out that Russian collusion was was false. They were lying. I was telling the truth. Uh, when when they said that his a conversation with the president of Ukraine was, uh, you know, such that it was improper, he should be impeached. Once you looked at the hard drive, it was absolutely necessary. But they they suppressed the hard drive for 18 months. Really, that, that alone was election fraud. I was telling the truth. They were lying. Now, if I bring up voter fraud, according to the Washington Post and the Wall Street Journal and Fox, and I'm some kind of a, I don't know what, except I've got a thousand pieces of paper or so in which people observed voter fraud and say it happened and wanted to testify under oath against it, except no court would listen to the witnesses. And now you get a court in Wisconsin that basically says the whole system of uh, ballot of ballot of the Zuckerberg boxes was unconstitutional and illegal, and none of those votes counted. So if those votes didn't count, Trump won Wisconsin. And uh, Judge Gableman, who also went ahead and looked at all of the fraud that went on in all the fraud that went on in uh, nursing homes, came to the same conclusion. How about Benjamin in Sydney, Australia? Hi, Mr. Giuliani. How are you? Good. Hi. What do you have to say in Sydney? Well, I, you know, in light of your last phone call there with Rob from Connecticut, um, just kind of building on that, um, you saw recently like Ted Cruz was kind of grilling um, the FBI director there, Christopher Ray. So, you know, and then recently before that, you had pressure in the media to kind of for Ray to do something about Hunter Biden's scandals. So, you know, what do you think it's going to take for Christopher Ray to exercise his his authority and do something about it? I think you know, I, I I have no. I mean, you have, I think you have to arrest him for crimes. For being uh, for obstructing justice, he has in front of him easily. Oh, I don't want to exaggerate. I mean, I, I guess I could, I could, I could. I just off the top of my head come up with about fifteen or twenty crimes that are provable from the hard drive from hell, and he's done none of them. I mean, some of them are compelling, um, some small, some big. Possession of a thirty-eight revolver while. Uh, affected by drugs, false statement in a uh, application to get a 38 revolver, money laundering between uh, of 3.2 million between uh, Ukraine and uh, Latvia, Cyprus, and the U.S. that involves him with a certain amount of money designated for his father when his father was vice president. His statement that he gave 50% of everything he got over 30 years to his father, which would have been at times that his father was a 
senator and a vice president. Uh, I don't know. Is it his uh, his uh, dealings with China that go back to 2015, in which uh, in which he was helping China with things that were against the national security of the United States, and they racked up somewhere around 31 million that went to the Biden family. Again. Uh, with the statement that his father got 50%, except in one deal, his father got an additional 10%, which is the one that says 10% for the big guy. Now, that's a contract written out, and it, uh, it's $30 billion, $10 million a year from a front organization of the Chinese Communist Party. Um, that's, about, that's about, you know, just a little survey of the number of crimes that it involves not Hunter, but the president. I mean, the president. I mean, and then there seems to be no concern that our biggest adversary is China, and the president that we have, his family has gotten over thirty million dollars from the Chinese Communist Party. Nobody seems to be concerned. What was that thirty million dollars for? And he also makes decisions that seem to be in China's interest, not in the United States. I'll give you the one that gets me the most, and that's giving up the Bagram Air Base that was only 400 miles from China. I mean, someday a president's going to really want that air base. Not going to have it because we had this incredible crook in the White House. Well, that's a heck of a way to take a break. We'll take a short break, and we'll be back with the mayor's final word. The mayor of New York City, Rudy Giuliani. This is Rudy Giuliani. This is Rudy Giuliani. So, yes, it's time for... Tunnels and Towers Mayor's Final Thoughts, T2T.org. That's the place to send your $11 a month so that you will help the families of our uniform members, uniform service uh, people who either die in the line of duty or get catastrophically injured. They build homes for them. They take care of the mortgages. They take care of expenses. And you can be part of that, and you should. Uh, my final thoughts uh, today are going to really turn on the anti-inflation uh, bill, the inflation reduction bill, which is the inflation increase bill, and what has happened to America with this doublespeak, which is really just lying. I mean, this administration has made lying institutional. They all, and my archivist lies every day. This whole situation with the border is caused by the fact that they will not admit that there's a crisis at the border. And, and they want this. They want this illegal group to come in. And that's the only conclusion you can come to since, you know, I say three million have come in. Those are the ones we touch just a little bit. We don't know much about them. We touch them. We give them a date a year from now to come back to court, and then we send them all over America. And now that Abbott's been sending them to New York, oh, my God, that's terrible. That's awful. But the reality is Biden is letting them in. We don't have a border in this country. If Biden weren't letting them in, then Abbott wouldn't be sending them to New York or any place else. And, uh, and the federal government will not let him do anything to stop it because they want these people to come in. New York has kind of given it away. New York has given the, them the right to vote. What country allows non-citizens to come into their country illegally, not only to come in, not only to get money and get taken care of with money, to get a right to vote. So, Lydia, are you there? 
I think we're going to have a little discussion with Lydia because I wanted to ask her what she thought about Adam's overreaction to this whole situation of migrants coming to New York. All these years of sanctuary cities and open borders and everybody should come in. I remember when Biden said at the Democrat convention, I, I'm here, sir. Can, I was saying, Lydia. Can you hear me? Can, I can hear yeah. you fine. How can Adams with a straight face complain about a couple of hundred oh, migrants? Oh, here we go. We had, oh, can you hear me now, uh, Mayor? We had some uh, little technical difficulty on our end. Why is it that you think the Democrats, I was listening to your final thoughts, that they are purposefully demolishing our democracy? Because, I mean, that is the underpinning. If we don't have fair and free elections by people that are American citizens, if we allow for an invasion, we are basically destroying everything America was built upon. I think this is the Soros one world uh, uh, goal. I think we're on an express train to uh, Marxism. We're on an express train to one world. Uh, Soros and the uh, progressive left see America, na- see American nationalism as evil. They see America as an evil country, and it needs to be destroyed. I mean, why, why, why would you burn his flag and? destroy its heroes and change its history if you didn't hate it. Do you think they hate us because they're jealous or they want to remain in power and this is the best way they can do it? So they have all the power, all the money, and then if we obey them, then they'll dole it out to us. I think it's it's all of the above. I mean, I think they have different motives. I think they're, they're following either consciously or unconsciously being brainwashed or they're following the Marxist uh, agenda to how to take over a country. That's for sure. All you got to go do is read Marx, Engels, and Saul Alinsky, and they're taking all the steps that you take to change the form of government of a country. First, you get people to hate the country. Then you break up families so that parents don't try to instill in their children the values that they have. Uh, then you uh, get rid of God because that might create higher obligations. Then you destroy an economy so people will, will want anything to help them. Well, they're doing all that, right? They are. So what can we do aside from pray and, and speak out? I can't believe it's been a year that we saw those horrific images of our, you know, how how we left our allies stranded in Afghanistan. And, you know, if, if that's how we treat our allies, I mean, I, I just and our, our our fellow Americans here in the United States, I don't know. I'm worried. I mean, the only, the only thing we can do, and it's it's very powerful, is to organize and throw them out of office. I mean. Well, God bless uh, you, Rudy Giuliani. God bless America. And keep it right here. WABC Radio.